The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Afternoons with Mike here on the Shepherd Radio Network. Each and every Saturday and Sunday at 12.05 p.m. here on the Shepherd, you'll hear a program called Choose Life Radio. It's hosted by Jill Taylor. Jill's been on my program before, and she's back again today. Welcome back, Jill. Oh, thank you so much, Mike. It's great to be with you. Well, you know, since the last time you and I talked, I know uh, we... We've talked a couple of times over the news that's happened, and obviously about a year ago almost now. Can you believe it's been almost a year since Roe v. Wade was overturned? Yes. Yeah, I I can believe it, and, and yet I'm also seeing the destruction of of what they're still trying to do in terms of abortion. So, yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah, I just had John Stenberger on the program and John is a, a local attorney here. I'm, I'm sure you have not uh, would not know him, but he is uh, the head of the Florida Family Policy Council. And uh, we were just remarking yesterday that we were recalling, I was recalling the conversation we had right uh, before Roe v. Wade was overturned when it looked like it might have been. And he made the comment that if it does, and of course it did on June 24th, he said uh-huh. it won't be the end of the pro-life movement. He said it will just be the beginning. And in, uh-huh. a, and in a lot of ways, that really has been true. Isn't that right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there is um, a, a real issue going on for people who want to see the demise of the unborn. It's just really amazing. You know, uh, 50 years Roe v. Wade was the law of the land, right. and and it was never a legislative decision, which is to say it, it was determined by the American people and their elected officials. And it's what we call legislating from the bench, which most Americans would agree isn't the way that laws are enacted. Rather than being enacted by the courts, they're enacted by state legislatures or the U.S. Congress. And they're proven to be constitutional or unconstitutional by the judicial branch of the government. So Roe v. Wade was determined nearly a year ago through the Dobbs case that abortion is not a legal right, according to the Constitution. So most well-meaning pro-lifers thought that meant the end of abortion in our country. Mm-hmm. And certainly it was portrayed that way by the wave of dissent who were protesting the Supreme Court ruling. But abortion hasn't been outlawed by the Supreme Court. Rather, the decision regarding life was pushed back to the people right to and the their states. legislative right. bodies. Right. And, and so, so that, that fight, I mean, you go back, you, it's really easy to, on one hand, understand why things are the way they are in the country, because it has... Even though it was bad, a bad ruling back then, that's what the uh, justices said. This should never have happened back in '73. It should never have happened, uh, and no. yet it did happen. But when it was rolled back, uh, this—it's uh, fifty years, like you said, almost in the making, and that is a long time to put some uh, ruts in the road, isn't it? 
Oh, yeah. And and to say, this is my safety zone. Don't take it away from me. You know, but the, the people, the voters can now determine abortion or not abortion on the state level. And so, in essence, the court finally got out of the way and returned the decision of legality regarding abortion to us, the people. So um, U.S. Congress could enact a law in favor of abortion or in favor of life. They have that ability, but Mm -hmm. they probably won't. And one reason is our country is too fractured. We're too split on this issue, along with so many other issues. We really are a divided nation. Uh, that thought has been in my mind a lot lately. Uh, even our name, our name for this country, the United States of America. And boy, uh-huh. unity is really, uh, it, it's kind of missing right now in action. Yeah. What we have right now are states like Ohio and Florida who have passed laws banning abortion at the sound of the heartbeat or through some other time determination. And likewise, New York and California have adopted the attitude of damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead, granting anyone at any time during their pregnancy the opportunity to abort. And that includes even as the baby is emerging from the mother. Right. So, yeah, California has even been so bold as to say, come to California, get an abortion, and stay in vacation with us. Is that not It's just insane. I mean, in in some ways, that's... That's the equivalent of saying, come to California or come to one of these other states and we will kill your baby for you. I mean, I know that sounds horrible, but but that is really the truth. Because as that baby is being born, that baby's alive. Uh, the yeah. baby's coming out. I mean, and and I've actually heard some stories where even after the birth, this is what's so crazy, that doctors would allow the baby to die. Just kind of ignore yeah. it. Uh, well, it's unthinkable that they would they would nurses would take them back and lay them on a, a, a cupboard level and leave them until they die. Right. I mean, this is we're going backwards in a in a bad, bad way. And and that kind of brings us to Florida. <laughs> right. Well, now, what's happening in Florida right now is uh, is captured the news around the, the entire nation, really. Uh, and it was a bold move by our governor last uh, early, early Friday morning, midnight or, or just before midnight, Thursday night. Uh, he signed a law that is this six weeks bill. And some people would say, well, the heartbeat could be. Uh, determined at five five weeks and two days or whatever. But the point, like you said, the determined time was six weeks. But that bill is uh, not yet in effect until perhaps even later this year when the Supreme uh-huh. Court, it's tied to a, uh, what John was telling me, it's tied to a Supreme Court ruling that is yet to be made. And if that goes the way it should go, then as um, as early as fall, this six-week bill would go into effect. But even as of today, it has it's business as usual in the abortion clinics in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, I, I probably need to make this really clear. Choose Life Radio does not weigh in on political issues, typically. We don't encourage voters to vote for one person or the other or whatever the, whatever the options are up in terms of uh, abortion. But we do weigh in on matters of public policy. Right. And abortion may be the most significant public policy of all. And essentially, that's, that may be Floridians who disagree with the six-week law that was signed 
yeah, that you're talking about, and they can't really argue with the process. This is what the Supreme Court set in motion uh, when they returned the decision of abortion to the people and the legislatures of, of each state. That's right. So. And I, I think it is wise on all discussions, because you mentioned it's not just the abortion issue that divides people right now. There are so many things going on in the nation, like safety at the border, and, and what do we do with our military and this whole transgender issue? Uh, it is, mm-hmm. It's just being pushed in some ways right down our throat, whether we want to discuss okay. it, whether we want to consider it. And there's been the the whole uh, Anheuser Busch uh, just it's that's a debacle, where this uh-huh. company is waded into this these waters that you're talking about these political waters and th- that company has lost five billion dollars in value since doing that, and and they're yeah. fi- they're paying the big price right now financially for doing that. So my point is, is that all of us, we need, especially believers now, we need to be looking at these issues, not so much from a political standpoint, but from a biblical worldview standpoint. What are the policies that God has put forward? Not just American policies, right? It's it's right. what he thinks. I don't, I'm more concerned about what God thinks than what any governor or the president of the United States thinks. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. It's it's going to be the voters' decisions. And I pray that every Christian and the believers in the gift of physical life will vote for those innocent unborn, um, that they can have life and, and contribute and even provide our nation with their wisdom and their gratitude for the gift of our freedom in this country. It's an amazing country. Um, and yet one thought <laughs> disturbs me is the number of people who scream for abortions of unborn children, but they would fight to the end to protect dogs in this crazy nation. Yeah, I mean, how how can that be that people don't understand the value of life of a human? Yeah, they Whether don't. unborn or in their aging, aging years, we need to learn to stand up for the fact that life is to be protected. It is to be protected, and it is one of the uh, scariest realizations that happened to me years ago when uh, my pastor up in Indiana made that kind of a comment. He said, it's just clear to see from these actions that a lot of people in this country no longer value human life. And uh-huh. it's it's incredible to me. I'll You know, they, they package up their belief for abortion into this whole kind of umbrella of women's health. And that's just uh, the lamest argument I think I've ever heard. That has nothing to do with the health of women. It has everything to do with the the stopping of life for that child. And if anything, uh, abortion puts the life of the woman in danger. None of this makes any sense to me. Right, right. And I think that's one of the things about, if, if I were to say the interviews that we have at Choose Life Radio, are so often about women who have had abortions, forced into abortion by a husband or that doesn't want that child or, or a boyfriend that doesn't want to have to be responsible for that. Um, but their, their loss goes forever. It goes until they die. Yeah. There are times that they will say, my child would be 10 years old now. And, and in the interviews, they'll say that. My child would be 15 and, and getting ready to, you know, go to college soon. It, it's a heartbreak that will stay with them forever because they, they had that child within them 
to protect that child, and then they let someone else kill it the yeah. minute it came out. And it's the saddest thing in the world. So there needs to be great um, opportunities for pregnancy centers to meet with those people and talk to them about the forgiveness that God gives us for all of our sins. This isn't the only sin that cannot be forgiven by any matter of means, right. but it, it also will give them a place to go where they can make a different decision if they wish to. And that's what I would encourage people to do across this nation. So many pregnancy centers are open and some great ones in Florida that uh, will take you in. It costs you nothing. They will counsel you. They are very well educated on all of your options, but they will protect you and provide for you after that child is born for six months to a year, if that's what it takes, mm -hmm. giving diapers and formula and whatever that woman needs. So there really isn't a reason. An adoption, oh, we're so grateful for our son who's adopted. <laughs> and, and we're so grateful that the mother didn't have an abortion. She went twice to an abortion clinic and changed her mind. And uh, the son is the one who lives close to us. Mm -hmm. The others live far away. <laughs> you know, the I ironic thing about that is I was talking with Vicki Matthews from Choices, a, a women's clinic here in the Orlando area, and they've had experience of talking to people who would consider abortion but would never consider adoption. And that was the strangest thing and from a reasoning standpoint uh, that it seemed to be for them in their culture more shameful, get this, more shameful to put your baby up for adoption than it would be to terminate the pregnancy in abortion. Now, that one yeah. is a head scratcher. Yeah. Well, I, I think historically it, it has a, a very bad picture. People um, standing on a, a platform and selling off these children kind of a, a picture in our nation in the earliest days. And so I think that there's a sense of once you've born a child, you should never push them out. But adoption is an incredible gift that God gives us. We're adopted. Absolutely. We're Absolutely. Adopted in, under, yeah. under the Son of Jesus Christ, we're adopted into God's world. And Boy, you know, I don't, I don't question that. I'm just so grateful for what Jesus did on the cross that, that included me, you yes. know, included me in my sins. You know, when you think about our sins and how they separate us from God, and that's why we need a Savior. That's why the Lord gave his life on the cross is so that we could do it. And theologian Wayne Grudem in his book, Systematic Theology, it's, it's a big book, uh, it's, it's an incredible <laughs> study, talks about how that it would have been the mercy of God if all God did for us was to forgive us of our sins. I mean, that would have been amazing. Uh, yeah. And that was the only thing that we ever received from God was just forgiveness for the way we had sinned against him. That alone, he said, would be great. Uh, but then uh, you take it another step. If if we, uh, you know, we get to go to heaven, and and he said, if if we just got to go to heaven, and and you know, we were forgiven, and now we're in heaven, that would be even more amazing. But he says, you know <laughs> what he did? He went even all the way to the point of adopting us as his only own dear children, sons and daughters adopted, uh, joint heirs with Christ. That is mind-blowing amazing right there. It is. 
It is. And and the price that Jesus paid for that was excruciating. Yes. Excruciating. And as we just uh, talked about Easter, we've just experienced Easter. We've experienced walking out of a church in darkness and saw in quietness because of Good Friday. And what we can always remember is that Jesus was willing to do that for us individually. We we should take that individually and understand he knows us. He knows me. He knows you. He knows the listener who's dealing with this right now and thinking about it. And I just pray for you um, that you will understand the depth of love that God has for you. Forget your sins that you have in the past and and give them to him and ask for forgiveness and it's done very different than we do in as as parents i mean we we may hold it over our kids for you know three or four days saying you're you're going to be punished for three days or yeah. you're not you're not going to get to go anywhere I'm, you're grounded for a year parent, yeah <laughs> you're grounded for a year <laughs> that's you must have been really bad <laughs> Absolutely. It's a miracle I'm alive. (laughs) It's an immediate forgiveness and it's a, and it's a sustaining forgiveness. We can go back to him and back to him and back to him and say, you know, I even had a thought that was really horrible. I really don't like that person. And I thought a terrible thought. He knows it. (laughs) We didn't even have to say it. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's very, unbelievable the graciousness that we have in in our father god and in his son jesus christ and of course in the holy spirit who's who dwells with us and i love what you said earlier for those that have made that decision already and took part and and gave their baby not only uh willingly but being told something that really wasn't true and they ended up aborting their child for that person that grace and mercy that you've just described is not out of reach it is available and all we have to do is to cry out to god for mercy and repent and believe and i tell you it is a wonderful thing to see a woman who had had that burden of that be set free from god that's something that i've had the privilege of viewing a number of times And I know you have, too, from just sitting and talking to people to see the grace of God, what it does in their life. My guest today is Jill Taylor from Choose Life Radio. We're up against our first break. We'll be back in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike on The Shepherd. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years' experience, EC Waters is a top-trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. On the line with me from Ohio is where Jill Taylor is situated. And uh, from there, she has the ministry that we have on the air on the weekends called Choose Life Radio. It's on at 12.05 on Saturday and then replays on Sunday at the same time here across the network. So whether you're up in Gainesville or Ocala or in Orlando, you can hear Jill and 
this amazing program full of interviews, uh, information, up-to-date information, I might add. And I enjoy the program. It comes on at a good time. People are getting out of uh, their church services, flip the radio on on their way home, and they can listen to Jill and Choose Life Radio and stay up to date and really get inspired from some of the guests that you have on. I mean, they're heart-touching. Jill, how is it that you came about to carry this burden in your heart and to see this ministry, Choose Life Radio, come to be? Wow, what a good question. Um, <clears throat> when we came to Ohio, I was lost. Uh, we we moved from California, where I knew everything. I knew all the freeways. I was comfortable. I had all my friends from high school and college. And when my husband uh, moved us back to Ohio for great reasons, um, I I just thought, I don't know anybody. I, I, I literally sat in my living room and, and would cry. My husband would go away, and then I'd just cry. I don't know anybody on the street, you know, and that, that's really, um, it was very difficult for about four days. And my husband, I, he called, and I said, Howard, I just am so lonely. I don't have anybody. I don't know anybody. And he said, well, um, why don't you do something then? Why don't why don't we get something that gets you out of the house? And I said, right, what? <laughs> At that point, um, I got an opportunity to work in a pregnancy center, and I was there for 18 years. And of course, I learned all sorts of things that I had no connection to prior to that. Mm -hmm, right. um, I learned the heart of the people who were there to comfort those who came. I learned the pain of abortion. I learned <clears throat> the pressure that comes when a male does not want that baby to be born, and the woman then gives up that right and goes ahead and has an abortion. I I just couldn't believe the difference in all the stories, and yet they were heartbreaking. And so, um, for 18 years, I I just got more and more information, and we grew and grew the pregnancy centers. We we had four of them out at this point. At which point, I think um, it was it was really time for me to retire. I'd been there 18 years, and I think that the the board was concerned that that if I didn't do it soon, nobody else would want to take it. Mm. <laughs> so, so anyway, I, I stepped aside, and then I had another few days, maybe weeks, of just being down. I can't not be doing something, which is something I've learned about myself. I'm not a homemaker. I, you know, I'm the house is pretty dirty most of the time. But anyway. Um, it came to me that Howard called me again. He was on a trip and he said, Jill, what about radio? And I had a, a very spiritual response. I said, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. In the Greek, you know what that means. You're nuts. <laughs> and he was so sweet. He said, well, think about it. Um, and then when I come home, we'll talk about it. So we hung up, and I, I began to think, oh, oh, this is what a terrible idea. What a terrible idea. I don't know anything about radio. And then I thought, wait a minute. My grandfather had a huge radio group in California. As a matter of fact, 
um, he he had a church that was just enormous, and um, and he fought the newspaper constantly because the newspaper the guy was uh, taking a girlfriend up to the north northern area, and he would just he would you know talk all about that his leaving his wife and taking a mistress, and so <laughs> I remembered oh my gosh that was an incredible time I remember my dad was really. Uh, concerned about whether he would be protected even. Mm -hmm. And then my father took the the role of being a pastor. And um, I began to understand that this really isn't new to me. I I know the scriptures. I know what I've been taught from being a baby. And this is a calling that God is, is offering to me to talk about life. So um, it wasn't too much longer than that. We did our first our first uh, interview, and it was not all that great. And it was done in a really bad uh, location, right across the freeway, where cars and trucks were, you know, making all sorts of noise. Um, Noisy background, but, yeah. Oh, really? really. <laughs> so we ended up um, moving and moving and moving, and we're now in a on a amazing studio it's just beautiful and it's the soundproof is excellent and i can bring a person in or i can do it on the phone but their stories are so rich Mm. and i just um we've got three years of stories on choose life radio at this point so i would encourage anybody if you're if you're dealing with an issue I think you will find in the uh, in the listing of the people who I talk to, you'll find some thoughts there um, that will resonate for you, because we're we're all we're all leaning in at this point and wondering who we can talk to, who we can trust, who won't politically push us in the wrong way. Um, and we need good advice from from believers. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Good advice from believers, and what God leads us to say is very important. We need to be prepared for those people to speak to us. How many years has it been since you left that clinic? Eighteen. No, no. Yeah. Let's see. Wait a minute. No, no. I'm sorry. Eighteen years there. Uh, three years. Three years. Okay. You've been away from it for three years. So that means that the the whole new encroachment of this industry into the chemical abortion pill was starting while you were still at the clinic then, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that is uh, what? It's as high as over 50% of abortions right now are done chemically. And yeah. I'm, uh, that that is something. Have you talked to uh, people that uh, had gone through an abortion with that method? Yes, I have. And um, one of the saddest things is you're alone. You're alone in your bathroom, yeah. and you're going to see something you don't want to see. And it's too late. You know, it, right. it is very different from an abortion where you're laying down and the doctor never responds to you about the child. You really don't see the child. You don't see the parts, um, oh my but when you're yeah. when you're having your own abortion in your own private room, it's um, it's you. You're seeing it, and you're flushing that down the toilet. In essence, you're yeah. taking that life yeah. and flushing it. Literally, away. yeah, literally, yeah. 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 It's unreal. And, and, and I want to say, there's forgiveness for that. I I don't want anybody who's listening today to say, oh my 
my word, I did that. I did that. I, I can't. That's an unforgivable sin. It It isn't. God understands you, but he would love for you to turn to him and trust him. Because that life can be placed for adoption. If, if we didn't have our son, I just can't think our, our life would be so empty. Mm-hmm. And I'm so blessed by the woman who went to a to have an abortion twice and didn't, and then chose life and gave us that son. The day he was born, we picked him up from the hospital three days later. She left, and and here's an interesting thing. I don't know if you have time for this. Absolutely. Go ahead. Quite a while after that, our son was 21, 22, and his mother came to visit. And um, the birth mother. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. His birth mother. And she went to see him and was at his house. And the first day, my husband, my son called, Doug called and said, Mom, I can't handle this. She's outside pounding her head on the garage. I can't handle this. Our neighbors are going crazy. And I said, I'll be right there. I went and I picked her up and she stayed with us for about two weeks. Um, During that time, she was distraught. At one point, she ran away and was in a hotel room trying to kill herself. The police found her before that happened, brought her back to us. She was actually in a short-term hospital, mental hospital, for uh, three days, four days. And all of these things were measures to try to help her. And at one point, we we took a walk down down to what we call the pond. We've got a really nice little park area. And I was talking to her about how much we are how how grateful we are for our son and so glad that she's here to see him and to let him know that she loves you. And she collapsed on the ground and started sobbing. And I got down next to her and I said, Honey, what's the matter? And she said, but I did abort. I did two abortions before oh. Doug. Hmm. And I I just, first of all, the breath came out of me. I thought, oh, how close that was mm-hmm. that we could have not had our child. Right. And then I put my arms around her and I said, honey, God forgives you. God forgives you. She came back and stayed one more day. I got a call from the girls who were... <laughs> We had two two foreign girls who had come from South Africa who were just been with us about five weeks. They they couldn't believe the excitement of what was going on. We had a garage sale going on. Everything was going on. And I had gone to work. And I got a call, and, and Lusanda said, Mom, Trini's leaving, and she's at the at the sidewalk waiting for the the taxi to come. And I said, I'll be right there. And I turned my, got myself around really quickly, drove like a bat out of heaven (laughs) (laughs) and got here. And I walked up to her and I put my arms around her and I said, honey, you don't have to go. You can stay here. We can get you a job. We can, we can get you involved in a church. You will love Ohio. It's calm. It's quiet. And she said, no, I've made my decision. I'm going to go. And I said, okay. I love you. I'm going to pray for you right now. And I want you to have a very good experience going home. She left. She got to the airport. She called me screaming, crying. I'm got, I can't, I've got to go back. I can't come. I can't go back there. I've got to come home. 
meaning us. And wow. I said, Trini, you have made your mind up, honey. I can't, I can't deal with back and forth. I want you to go home and I want you to see if you can be okay there. She went back and two weeks later she committed suicide. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and it's on my heart. Yeah. I ask God all the time, should I have said yes, stay with us? I don't know what it would mm-hmm. have done to Doug. Uh, it, it mattered a lot that he have mm. a, a clear head. And he's got a wonderful marriage. He's got he's got two sweet kids, and um, there's just a great story about him as well. Um, anyway, I I just think no, it was her it was her choice to make. Yeah. And I'm not even sure. This is crazy, but I'm not even sure she actually took her life because it was a hanging. Her husband. It, women don't hang. They don't hang themselves. It's just it, I don't know. Ask any woman. What would be your choice? They would never choose hanging. Um, but I think her husband, who was involved with another woman, wanted her gone. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. Maybe yeah. he took her life. Maybe not. Maybe she took her own. Um, but it's not for me to know. And God will tell me in the future, I'm sure. Now, I don't think I'd ever have, heard you yeah, tell that, that we story. We didn't have any, any yeah. responsibility beyond what we had done already for quite a while trying yeah. to help her. Yeah. That's a tough thing. And, you know, people do have to, uh, they have to deal with their choices in the past. And that obviously is a, an act, an ultimate choice that uh, you just yeah. can't come back from. And so, boy, I, I that's tough. And I, I, my heart goes out to uh, you and to your son. I know that's just difficult, but we have to trust God. Like you said, we have to trust God in all these things, regardless Absolutely. of what our past is. We we have to look forward and, and realize that these are things that we can't go back and undo in our lives. There are plenty of things in my life. Had I, had I the opportunity to redo them, I would. I think everyone uh-huh. has that. But thank God he is the redeemer of all of those type of situations and you you have uh, chosen to give your life you and your husband with Doug and what a blessing he is and I'm grateful that uh, he is there I'm grateful that he's alive and my goodness Jill you've got a heart for people and I know just your ability to put your arms around people like her uh, is so meaningful to them in that moment yeah yeah you're right. And um, I also know that there are a lot of hurting people that, that no one is able to do that right now. So I would I would ask our listeners today to think about someone who you don't know on your street. You don't feel like they come out very much. They don't seem to have friends. And go, go take a cake, bake a cake and go down and knock on the door and hand them something. And that will open um, a relationship. And I think relationships are what God counts on us mm-hmm. to do as believers. Yeah. He counts on us to reach out to people and find out if there's a need. So we can all do it. We can all do it better. <laughs> and we can all say, no, I refuse to do it. I, I just want to stay behind my, my own door and not have anybody bother me. But the truth is, that's what God's calling us to do, is to share his message of Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross. I agree with you completely. Jill is the host again of Choose Life Radio. What's coming up in, uh, in the weeks ahead? Oh, you should ask me that. <laughs> we have a, an interview coming up with Dr. Carson. 
Oh, um, my goodness, yeah. really? Yes, uh, it's going to be a, it's a good one. He laughs. I love his laugh. And he, he laughed a few times in that interview that, that just made me smile. I mean, really, Ben Carson, that's pretty exciting. And that's coming up in the next few weeks, right? Yes, it is. It's it's actually, I think, next week. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> that's going to be fun. I, I've uh, only seen him from a, a very short few paces away from me, but never been able to talk with him. He's really a man of needed respect. He's He starts very slow to talk, and he's, he's very low. You have to really listen carefully. Mm-hmm. And then I got something that I said to him that made him laugh. And from then on, he was he was really kind of excitable. It was kind of fun because I, I agree with you. He's a very quiet person. He's a private person. Mm-hmm. And we really didn't talk anything about um, his his time in running for president or anything else like that. We really talked about his life. And he has a fabulous story about his mother. Oh, my goodness. For him and his brother. Oh, what a great story. I read the book. It was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it was amazing. Jill Taylor, host of Choose Life Radio, is my guest. I'll be back with her for our last segment coming up in just a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike right here on The Shepherd. Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando, offers three distinct areas of study an evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Back again now with Jill Taylor from Choose Life Radio. Heard here on The Shepherd every Saturday and Sunday at 12.05 p.m. in the lunch hour. Invite you if you haven't uh, tuned in. Uh, Jill, I have to say this. You have... You have a wonderfully warm radio voice. I I want to tell you that I really enjoy listening to your program, and you're a great interviewer. Today, you're on the other side of the mic. You're being interviewed, and I know (laughs) I've done that before, too. I know how strange that can be, especially for someone that uh, is uh, always the one who is posing the question and uh, thinking about what direction to go. And then you get on the side of the microphone you're on today and you never know what I'm going to say next. <laughs> so you do, you do such a great job. And so thank you for uh, being a consummate interviewer here for us on The Shepherd. Oh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And you're right. It feels so different to be on the other side of the mic. <laughs> it really does. I know I've I've done that a couple of times and it's uh, kind of harrowing, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'll invite you to be on my my program and you can see really how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, you know, we were talking uh, in the break about uh, what happens in this next cycle? And now bo- both of us, I know neither of us are political commentators. That's not anything I I am. I, I talk about, as I mentioned to you before we began the program, uh, everything that we do here on this show and really everything that I do when I'm talking to even politicians, I'm not talking about politics as much as I'm talking about biblical worldview. 
and issues. And I like what you said earlier in in an earlier segment. You said you want to speak to policies. And I think that's that's we're in a safe zone to be able to do that. But there are ramifications, are there not? I mean, you're in Ohio. Uh, another person from o- that has an office in Ohio, a good friend, Dave Zanotti with the Public Square. Oh, yes. You know uh-huh. Dave, I take it. Oh, I do. He's He is just fabulous. He's an encourager. I'll tell you, if you... If you're listening to him, you're going to always hear something that it will encourage you and give you strength to do the things that uh, politically we need to be doing. You know, he's, he's a, a strong believer, and and I love that because we, when we tie that into politics, we need to have Christians dealing with some of these issues. So, well, yeah, we're getting together next week as couples, and uh, we're doing lunch together, and it is so wonderful to have him here. Now, but here in Florida is one of three spots where the American Policy Roundtable would have offices, and one of them is in your state. And yes. so I get to, because of my friendship with Dave and the fact that he's been on my program so many times, he's my most frequent guest on this show is Dave Zanotti. And he's just awesome. Uh, but I learned a lot about Ohio from Dave and the things that go on there. And in I really think it's a tremendous state, and there are a lot of reasons why I would say that. Actually, you also border my home state of Indiana. So I've always had a little bit of a, a heart for that state, the Buckeye State. But tell us a little bit about what's going on there in the climate from a policy standpoint in Ohio. Well, I think that we have been a very strong state in terms of being um, not liberal and, and being a state that, how do I want to say this? A state where you have the right to, to get out and talk about things. You, you feel comfortable. You don't, you don't have a crowd, um, descending on you. Uh, you have a picture in my mind of that poor woman who walked out of a building and a crowd of, you know, just, uh, terrible guys just started beating on her. Mm. We don't we don't have anything like that that we can identify in our state yet, but we're we're going that direction. We have um we have a lot of things that are politically being pushed against us and I think that's one of the the tools that they use. They just move people from state to state to state and then they stay there for one or two years until they have destroyed the conservatism, the mm-hmm. the wisdom, and even the faith that we have as a as a state, where we have a, a governor that is very very strong in his faith. He talks about his faith when he addresses us. He is a person who is very conservative, mm-hmm. and we like that. Um, I put I picked up a little map that I'm looking at on my uh, on my computer, and it says that they've got every every state colored, and so we are uh, the pale. We're the pretty conservative state. We aren't the highly conservative state, but we're the pretty concerned uh, conservative state. Right. And so I think that we are in better shape than most, but it is seeping in, and if we don't strongly take this to prayer, if we don't talk about this in our churches, 
um, it, which <laughs> pastors have the strongest uh, problem right there. They mm-hmm. they really don't want to talk about political things in in a sermon, and yet we have issues that are if they're political, but they're not just political. They're they're God they're God given rights. Yeah. Not and and so we need to have that conversation from the pulpits. And boy, they're they're having a hard time doing that right now. Well, you know, the the problem is is that the progressive left have made everything that the Bible would teach you about and against. Uh, they've made those things political issues so that we can't help. I mean, a pastor right now uh, would would be deemed political if he's talking about the sin of homosexuality. I mean, that uh-huh. is that is something that has happened. It's you know, it's happened to us. It's like uh, the, we didn't change. They this the whole world changed, and uh-huh. and that's what we have to realize. We're living in a world right now that is increasingly moving in that direction. Like what you said, Ohio's doing. I think every state uh, has done that. And at times, I I look back, and it's uh, it's really hard for me to imagine what the uh, nation is going to look like for my grandchildren. You know, it's yeah, going to look like something that's different. That's a great point, right there. That's a great point. Are, are we those of those of you who are listening and have high school and junior high kids? You really need to pay attention what they're what they're learning, and uh, and have your own discussions around the dinner table, because the schools are changing tremendously. Yes, and the, the very liberal um, push is to the youngest they can get because they know that that if if they get them that young they're going to they're going to trust them more than they trust their parents and so our conversations have to be real they have to be around the dinner table where we sit and we talk about why we believe what we believe what Jesus did for us that allows us to love those people but not follow those mm-hmm. people yeah. Um, yeah, that's the trick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. You know, uh, John, I, I reference back one more time to my friend John Stenberger, who was with me yesterday, was talking about parents needing to step up and really help their children through the waters of these growing up years where this influence from social media and the dangers of, of handing a, a, a phone, a smartphone to our children uh, that without thinking about it and without putting restraints in it, uh, they, that is just like handing them a, in some ways a loaded pistol. I mean, it's it's dangerous, and you've got to realize what's going on in this culture today. We cannot assume that teachers. Sadly, this is the the real truth of the day. We cannot assume that teachers in our public school are going to handle decisions about your child the way you would want them if you're a parent. That's oh, just right. That's right. Just and the I truth. think this whole thing of changing your, your, <laughs> you're you're a female here. Yeah, you could be a male, and if you want to be a male, it's no problem. We can help you with that. We can we can point you to that direction. There's there's a tremendous pressure, uh, for whatever reason, for <laughs> girls to be boys and yeah. boys to be girls, and it just. Um, I don't know. It just absolutely decimates our culture because we've got we've got a, a pride in being a female, 
we've got a pride in being the male. We we love the fact that marriages are between a male and a female and that they can procreate. And and so I'm saying this, and I'm sure that people who are listening are going to say, wow, she is really out of it. She doesn't understand how how she shouldn't even be talking like that. But I am talking like that because it's scriptural. Yeah, that's it right. Scriptural. It and and it and there were people in that time who who were attracted to the same sex, and Christ talked about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we, we know that that's not something that that the Lord wants in us. And if you unfortunately are born with that feeling, you it's been with you all your life. You've got to learn how to constrain that, yeah. because it isn't. It's going to hurt somebody else. You know, I became uh, yeah, our, I became we're, a real we're so I, loose on this. <laughs> I became a real interested person in what was going on in the world of of not just politics, but just happening with policies and things in America from my grandfather. And I would uh, I'd listen to him talk, and he had a viewpoint that was strong, and uh, he 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 could be kind of colorful in his language about it. And I remember thinking. Man, this this is an interesting topic. I don't understand a lot about it, but you know, it, it helps to realize that things are are nuts in this day and age. And if you don't want to believe that, I I, w- I would love to try to imagine me telling my grandfather that we now have a Supreme Court justice when on the stand would not or could not. She said she could not really answer what a definition of a woman was. I just yeah. don't think that one would fly with my grandfather. I really don't. <laughs> No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't fly with him, and it shouldn't fly with us. That's right. Um, it's just ignorance. It's uh, <laughs> it is closing your mind to yeah. anything you don't want to have uh, interrupt your ridiculous thinking. Yeah. It's that biblical thing of, uh, you know, ever increasing in wisdom, but becoming foolish in in our ways. And that's really happening in our nation right now. Well, Jill, uh, Choose Life Radio is is a really important thing. And I know you've got, I mean, that's evidenced by the fact that you've got Dr. Carson coming on your program. And I I know that people are going to want to... really catch that. So be listening in the weeks ahead for Choose Life Radio right here on The Shepherd at 12.05 p.m. on both Saturday and Sunday. And listen to Jill as she interviews these uh, people like Dr. Carson and others as well. It's always interesting and informative and helpful. And I think you do a great job, Jill. You really do. Oh, you're so sweet. And thank you so much for allowing me to be with you today. It's been a joy. (laughs) Well, I do appreciate it and the time that you've given us. And it's very meaningful. Again, Choose Life. Give us the website, if you will, for Choose Life Radio. Yes, it's just chooseliferadio.com. Oh, man. With, that... with the www. <laughs> that... I don't even need to say that anymore. <laughs> That's right. I mean, people assume yeah. that now, don't they? That's chooseliferadio.com. As simple as okay. that. Jill Taylor, the host. And uh, just we pass along our greetings to your entire team, your family. Thank you for spending this time with us and sharing from your heart. Thank you very much. Very much. I appreciate it. You're good. Well, thank you for that. And friends, we'll, we'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike.